Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Rich Cast Podcast. We're sorry about the wait. We just got caught up with life and things like that. We hope you guys understand, but now we'll try our best to be more consistent, like how free agency is coming up, the draft, and there's been a whole lot of buzz and news around the league. So try our best to be more consistent with the episodes, but... um. Today, we're going to be breaking down and talking about best fits for teams in the AFC. By division. We'll start off going by divisions, but we'll see what, they, what, the, what position they need to fix, who they can replace them with, if they get them in the draft or pre-agency, and the players, who they can. So sit back, kick back, get a drink, get your snacks, do whatever you have to do to get ready, because you guys are about to be surprised. Anyways, though, Richard, do you want me to start here or you want to start? Uh, go ahead. Kick us off. All right, kick us off. Well, we'll start in the AFC East, the Bills division. The Bills are the first team up. So for the Buffalo Bills, it was kind of it was kind of difficult for me to kind of find something because seeing that the Buffalo Bills made it to the AFC Championship game, a lot of people would say on paper the Bills don't need anything or the Bills are just a well-rounded team. So it's a little bit difficult to find, but I, I think I found a position where the Buffalo Bills can improve in. Um, so in 2020 and 2021 season, the Buffalo Bills had a 26th rushing attack in the NFL, and that's out of 32 teams, so you guys can just see that. So for that, I would say a running back will be the, the best upgrade for that team at this moment. Yeah, I would say if they if, – if they, what did you say? Think about Devin Singletary, too. Singletary. I don't know yeah. if that uh... – I, I would say, yeah, you need an upgrade from Devin Singletary for sure. Um, in free agency, I know there's a lot of a lot of running backs there, but the one that I pointed out was Chris Carson. I feel like Chris Carson's a, a nice elusive back that Buffalo could probably pick up cheap, considering Buffalo only has 10 million cap space. You can probably spread that out. And if you don't want to go get somebody in free agency, I see you can get a late round running back. And I know that there hasn't been a lot of buzz around this guy's name, but he has the potential to be a nice running back in the NFL. Is Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I I say him, or if Etienne or um, Najee Harris, which I doubt, are available in the first round, they can go for them. But ideally, you'd want to try to get Chris Carson. I know I've heard a lot of um, buzz about Chris Carson um, going to the Buffalo Bills, and I honestly, I kind of see that's a nice fit. I mean, Buffalo needs a running back. Um, you can't win a Super Bowl having a 26 rushing attack. You have to be able to rely on the pass and the, and the run game. You can't just be good in one and not do the other, so... I feel like them getting Chris Carson will just open up another another dimension to their game. They can expand on it. They can even throw in some play out. And even Chuba Hubbard, they could even get him. And then that could just open up a whole another uh, playbook that teams haven't seen before. I mean, though, both of them are very viable options, but it's up to Buffalo to choose. Next, okay. there's the Miami Dolphins. This, this one was fairly easy. I mean, wait, everybody... Wait. So you think Buffalo's a good all-around team? They just need to address that running game. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like okay. they they're clearly good enough. Fam, they t- they went to the NFC Championship game. I say that team's yeah. well-rounded. One Very of the well. one one of the best well-rounded teams we've seen in the league. Yeah, have one of the best secondaries in the league too. Exactly, one of the best secondaries, and people don't even talk about that. And I feel like that's one yeah. of those strong suits. Besides that quarterback wide receiver connection, but anyways. We're on to the Dolphins. I think this one's every, everybody knows what the Dolphins need. 
everybody knows Devontae Parker is not going to get it done. Because in 2020, <laughs> the 20, in the 2020 season, the Dolphins had the 29th ranked receiver in core. Okay, okay. He's not going to get it done by himself. He's not going to get it done by himself. And I mean, he's he's basically their wide receiver one, right? So when man see them come out of the huddle, go go line up on the line, everybody knows, okay, Demonte Parker is here. We can just leave everybody else open. They're just yeah, aside, aside him. from him and Gesicki, that's... Yeah. So I would say in free agency, there's a lot of free agents. So I, I had to narrow it down to, to three. In free agency, you could go, you could either go get Will Fuller. Will Fuller would be a nice addition. Curtis Samuel, if you just wanted some more speed, because it'll be difficult for teams to to kind of match up. Okay, we have to guard Devontae Parker. And then we can't we can't double him because if we have Will Fuller or Curtis Samuel open on the other side of the field, we'll just wreak havoc on that secondary. And another person I'd like to see go there is Juju Smith Schuster. As much as people don't want to see him leave Pittsburgh. I feel like he could be a good slot option for Miami. For I, don't sure. want to have, I don't want to have to throw away my number 19 jersey. <laughs> Who does, fam? I don't want to see that guy return. But if he doesn't, I see Miami. And then if they don't, if they don't want to get a wide receiver in free agency and they want to go like say like younger, for instance, and just get somebody from the draft, there's a lot of there's a lot of people they can get. I'd say Jamar, everybody knows Jamar Chase available up there. We've seen it in a lot of mock drafts. I've even seen Jalen Waddle in one mock draft. Yeah, uh, everyone they, says Dolphins have the best, the first pick of all of them. Exactly. Literally. And if they don't want to get a wide receiver in the first round, say they want to go so well, and then they take a running back or whatever they they choose to do, I would say yeah. the second I'd say the second round, they can easily get Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. Yeah. He's a nice physical receiver, so he could definitely fit in well. I mean, any of those receivers could will clearly be a nice fit for Miami, but it's up to them which one they want to do. All of them are viable options. Mm. Even the and next up we have the Jets, but the Jets one was just it, it was just easy to the point where it's just like the Jets need so much help in nearly everything. Like Yeah, but they, they have the they have the cap space to do they that. Have the, they, they have the they have the cap space to do that, which is which is crazy. But in the direction I see the Jets one, again, it's the same thing with the Dolphins. It's, it's a receiving core. Dolphins had twenty nine, the Jets had twenty seven. The people need you need somebody to throw the ball to. Like, okay, people have said it's Darnold's fault, it's this and that. But at the end of the day, Gase is gone. New coach come in. What 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 didn't work? Salah. What could it? What didn't work with Gase could work with Salah. So that's why I'm saying it can open up again for them to try to get a, a receiver. And again, same with the Jets. I would say Juju Smith Schuster, Curtis Samuel, or Corey Davis. Corey Davis is a nice physical receiver. Him and Juju can both go up and get 50-50 balls. They, they, have, they have a lot of cap space too. So they have a lot of cap space. They, they could they could sign one of the best receivers free agency. You know who I'm talking about. Since I don't know who you're talking about, and the fans don't know who you're talking about, the viewers, who are you talking about? <laughs> we all we all want to hear this. Kenny Galladay. The Trey, I don't know why they didn't franchise tag him, but buddy. I don't know why he was not franchised. That... I think, I personally because. It was really him and Allen Robinson as the best receivers coming into free agency, but Allen Robinson got tagged. Exactly. The, I, don't I don't know, know what Detroit was thinking. I mean, you got a quarterback. Yeah, you got rid of Stafford. You got two first-round picks, too. You're clearly building something towards the future. Maybe they want to let Galladay go. Maybe they just want to start afresh. I don't know. They have a high pick, too. They yeah. might go a receiver, but I'm, I I say they go defense if I was them. But yeah, I don't anyways, know. We'll talk about that when we get to the NFC. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, Kenny Galladay, the Smith Schuster, Samuel, 
there's a lot of them out there that the Jets could go out and target and pay him. But if they don't want to go out and pay him, you can hit the draft. You can get Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddler. I, I've even seen I've even seen some drafts where the Jets trade back, get more draft capital, and end up drafting Kyle Pitts. And yeah, I, I wouldn't I, be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that. Because Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, if he was a receiver, he would be right there with Jamar Chase and exactly. Devonta Smith. Right up there. If Kyle Pitts is a receiver, at that point, I wouldn't know who goes first. Yeah, like, he, I, he's, I he's one of the, his only problem is just the blocking. But the the style of football he plays, he shouldn't be he shouldn't have to block too much. But we know how tight ends are in the NFL. Exactly. Your first year, you're likely going to spend blocking, especially depending on who you play for. Exactly. I, I would love to see Pitts out there. I, I feel like Salah would just turn Pitts into like a – he would try to turn him into like a kiddo because Salah's been in San Fran for a while. He knows how kiddo is. So yeah. for him to – if he, they were to get Pitts and yeah. then turn him into that, buddy. He's definitely going to learn how to run box. You can't, you can't be playing for Salah and be a physical, hard work, determined. You know, you're going to have to do – everything your position asks you for. Especially for Salah, he's probably going to try to have, like, a power running game. I don't know. I see him as that type of traditional type of guy. Mm-hmm. I do, too, so. Although uh, some people are, and I'm happy for the future, for the Jets and what it, what it holds, to be honest. Now, the final team in the AFC East, New England Patriots, and just signed Cam Newton, the one-year $15 million deal. The one position that... Tom Brady signed a deal, too. Thomas, Edward, Patrick. I lied. When I say his full name, I sound like Skip Bayless. <laughs> Skip Bayless. <laughs> Anyways. Unfortunately, he didn't sign it with New England, so. Exactly. The Patriots is kind of easy. I mean, just a couple of years ago, they lost one of their best linebackers in Kyle Van Noy. And, and Lawrence Guy also left, so it's kind of been difficult. Hightower opted out. High t- yeah, Hightower did opt out. So for the Patriots, I'm not, I'm gonna stay at the linebacker position, but I'm not gonna go inside. I'm gonna go outside linebacker. Um, okay. I say I think Josh Uche. Or, I I really don't pronounce the last name. I think it's Uche. It's yeah. Something like that. I feel like he he is a very nice young outside linebacker. He he hasn't been known more for the sacks, but more for the pressures. Him mm-hmm. him getting the pressures. If you were to pair him up with like another outside linebacker from like free agency, say you're able to get your hands on. Like a Shaq Barrett, if he doesn't sign, or or they have they they have they have cap. No, Patriots have money. Belichick just needs to spend. Buddy, they have cap. Them and Jacksonville are one and two. Like it's around seventy million cap. Belichick just doesn't spend. That's the thing. Belichick Belichick's more just like a homegrown. He'll try to like trade for you, like try to get some undrafted talent and grow them. I'm saying I'd like to see if Shaq Barrett doesn't get signed back by the Buccaneers. I'd like to see Patriots heavily pursue him. If Von Miller's club option doesn't get picked up, which I doubt it will, I'd like to see the Patriots try to pursue him and even Pittsburgh's own Bud Dupree. I, I would love but to would see you, Bud out there. Do you think Von Miller and uh, Bill Belichick is a, uh, I, is, a, is a combination? I don't even know what adjective to use. I, I, don't, I wouldn't really say a combination. I would just think... Because at, at this stage in Von Miller's life, uh, not, not, let me not say life, in career... He kind of getting up there in age, right? So a team will say, okay, this is Von Miller. Von Miller's coming off of a, I'm pretty sure it's a knee injury, right? Coming off of a knee injury. People in the NFL, they like to say, they like to have this notion that people coming off a knee injury don't play the same. They won't be as well. And to make matters worse, he's getting up there in age. So it's just like the team still want to take a chance on him to think that Von Miller will come back into his prime. And like, yes, but I, I, 
I think he would he would still exactly. be great. He would still be great. That's what I was about to say. But the thing is, with his personality though, well, well what happens to us, what happens some stuff that is is different, but yeah, that's something they're going to... They're going to have to but figure to be honest, out. But Belichick, he worked with anyone. That's what I'm saying. And the example I was about to... Yeah. Yeah. No days out, you know. Yeah, the example I was about to use was how he turned Antonio Brown. For, for like, the one game he had him, or the two games he had him, how he turned Antonio Brown around, which is, like... I, I don't know how Bill Belichick does this. Like, he has, he has to be cheating out there or something. But <laughs> if they did want to go and draft... That would have been... So nice though. If those allegations didn't come up, he could have had. He might have had a good year, a really good year. And um, exactly. Disgusting. And if the Patriots want to go the draft way, this guy's name's been coming up a lot with the Patriots. Uh, Aziz Ojulari, the edge from Georgia. He plays edge. He's a linebacker. They line him up in a three. No, it's not three four. No, it's three four. Georgia played that weird 3-4 defense where they, they had the linebackers just rushing. The, the one linebacker, they didn't even dra- uh, send the other one. It was weird. Or if they don't want to get Aziz Ojolari, they can get Micah Parsons or Zayvon Collins. The thing with those two guys, those guys are, are able to play any of the linebackers' positions. Those guys are able to play inside. They're able to play outside. And they're both able to play Mike, which is, which is the thing that you don't really see a lot in the NFL these days. You don't see a lot of linebackers that have played both positions. Or, or all three positions while in college, right? So to get to get yeah. somebody that can do that, that you can shift around in different formations or or say somebody wants to get hit, you have somebody that can step up into that. I just feel like that's something that the Patriots can use on their back end, especially in the linebacker position for somebody to like man the field or to even help get pass rush with Josh Uche. That'd be that'd be a, a nice tandem I like to see. But so what I exactly now the AFC North. Wait, wait. How about we go west? Let's take a detour. Whoop. We're going west. <laughs> AFC West. Let's hear it. Okay. A lot of great teams in the division. I would definitely love to start with the runners-up. Runners-up, huh? The runners-up. <laughs> we all know the biggest, well... Yes, it is the biggest. They have some other big areas to address. But if you watched the game <laughs> last month, what you saw, especially from a casual fan, because when you start learning football, you don't know anything about an offensive line. But even if you knew nothing about football, after that day, you know what an offensive line is. <laughs> and you definitely know what it does. And that's what they really need to address in free agency. They had some injuries. They had whatever. But at the end of the day... No one can step up and do the job. And that is that that is what cost them that game. So you already know they're going to be aggressive, especially in that spot. You saw they already cut Eric Fisher. They cut Mitchell Schwartz, the pro bowler, who's a very good. Yeah, the, the, that, those moves kind of shocked tackle. me. Even if it was to clear cap. The, Eric Fisher, Eric yeah. Fisher, I could probably understand because he got hurt. But they, I mean, they both got hurt. But yeah, they were Schwartz is one of the best tackles. Exactly. Schwartz is down was surprising. I don't know. I don't know where Kansas City is trying to go now. Their biggest need is at um is at tackles. Obviously, they their interior is could use some work, but their biggest need is definitely at tackle. And I say, you know, you're a win now team. There's no problem with going out and getting an older guy, maybe for one or two, maybe three seasons, especially because you have about what, like maybe just about thirteen in cap space. I say you, I say Trent Williams. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I like that. He's the best tackle in free agency. You can probably afford him. Maybe restructure one or two deals. You don't even necessarily have to, but you could probably afford him. You're a win-now team. You went all the way, and that was your problem. I feel like you addressed that. You might be able to do it again. Go far, challenge your win-now team. There's no problem spending spending an, a certain amount of money on an old player because you know your roster is going to be able to. So if he does his job, the rest of your team does your job, then you're good. If you don't want to, I say you address it in free agency. But rookie O-lineman, unless you're Tristan Worse, really, unless you're Tristan Worse, I don't see you being the best you could possibly be in your first yeah, year. Yeah, because look at that. Look, at what, are, look what happened with the exactly. Giants with Andrew Thomas. They drafted him fourth overall, yeah, and they just they put him right in. Overall. They just put him right in. And the Chiefs are, are a win-now team. Like I said, you don't need to draft some guy, oh, he's going to develop. No. Like, we get you signed Mahomes for the future, all of that. But right now, your roster right now, you never know if you can assemble a roster like that again come five, ten years. So right now, you have all this talent. You have this scheme that works perfectly for you. I say you put him there, you spend the money and you put him there. And then in the draft, you address your middle linebacker because they're probably not going to have the cap space to bring in any of these other dudes. But I say you address your middle linebacker. Maybe draft a Nick Bolton. He's probably going to drop all the way to them. If not, I say a Dylan Moses, but that might be kind of a reach for him. Yeah, Dylan Moses, first Uh, round, probably a reach. Probably like third round, second round. Probably a reach for him, but at the end of the day, they need to address that. There are some good linebackers, um, some good inside li- interior linebackers, middle linebackers in free agency, like Avery Williamson. Um, even Calvin Noy got released. He's more of an outside backer, but he could he could he could be a good fit on that team. Yeah, he could. So I say, yeah, I say re-sign Sammy Watkins too, mm-hmm. unless if they don't in free agency. Who do the Chiefs? The Chiefs don't really necessarily need a splash exactly. receiver, Juju Schuster. They they because I know John Ross is in free agency. They could pick up someone like that, someone like a Tyreek Hill, someone like a Miko Hardman, someone who's really fast. Dude, if they him. get John Ross, it is over, Odero. Yeah, he may not necessarily be the fat, the um, the best route runner, but he's one of the fastest guys on the field wherever he is. So you know the jet sweeps, the end arounds, all of that. They could use him. He could. Um, he could take some pressure off Hardman and mm-hmm. Hill, who are probably going to be running kicks too. So I say that's what they need to do. That's the best. That's their best course of yeah, action. Yeah, and, and, and to just go um, off what you said, I really, actually really like Nick Walton. I really think he's he's a fit for Kansas City. Kansas City's yeah. middle linebacker has probably been the weakest spot on that defense. Has their linebacker the weakest spot. And Nick Walton is one of those guys, and it's funny how he's not talked about as much as Dave and Collins them, because I feel like he should be. Nick Bolton's one of those guys. Nick Bolton's one of those guys that you can just put into the Kansas City, into the um Kansas City. He'll catch on to it right away. And Nick Bolton's now one of those guys who you can just push over all and be like, okay, you drafted him. End of the first round, he's going to come in here. He's going to put in little work because he's expected to make the team. Like Nick Bolton's one of those guys. First one to, first one to be at practice, last one to leave. He's, he's literally a mm-hmm. leader on and off the field, so... To put somebody like that, a rookie, into the defense, I mean, it'll it'll shed some light over there in Kansas City. And if he if he develops in what he like he he needs to be for Kansas City, Kansas City might just got mm-hmm. them a steal in the first round or second or wherever they get him. If they do, they might just got themselves a steal. I don't I don't think he's gonna drop mm-hmm. to 
to Kansas in the second. Nah, I think he'll drop in the first. In the first. Yeah, I've seen that in a lot of mock drafts in the first. Yeah. But in the first, yeah, because I've seen it in a lot of mock drafts. If they don't take him, then the um Tampa Bay takes him. So I'd rather see him go to Kansas City AFC. Get that guy away from the Packers. Okay, now moving on to the next up and coming team in the division. And no, it's not the Raiders. <laughs> I know everyone's like, oh, Oakland. No, it's not Oakland. Oakland are always right there in the playoffs. And at the last dying weeks <laughs> of the league, they always have a they always have a whole list of 17 things that need to click <laughs> and they always go about 50 for 17. <laughs> but no, I'm talking I'm talking about the Chargers. Talk about the Chargers. The Team of the so-called offensive rookie of the year, you know, I think it was it was JJ, <laughs> but uh, Justin Herbert. They didn't even put JJ as a nominee. Can you imagine? <laughs> that, that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. The Chargers. They have so much. Like wow, they got. You know how everyone was saying Tua and Herbert yeah. and all of this. You know, like we expect Burroughs to do this, but can Tua and her? And Herbert came and said, "Yo, put some like, respect on my name, I'm, literally." <laughs> yeah, like he was the third selected, and even though that's pretty high, but still, there were two guys selected above him, and he, although, um, you know, Burrow got the injury, but he he showed what he's yeah, worth. Yeah, Burrow like, he definitely showed, showed out, especially in the posi- in the position he was yeah. with the team. He definitely showed out the best he could before the injury. Exactly. And now, speaking of the Chargers, they ha- they have a decent they have a decent room in their yeah. space. You know, I say the biggest line is, I say what they should really focus on is just protecting um, Herbert. Is protecting Herbert right now. I mean, Pouncey is a free agent, and they and they, they just released they just released their uh, offensive lineman Trey Turner, which leaves Balaga, yeah. which leaves only Balaga on that right side as of right now. Yeah, so I'd say you know tackles, interior linemen, and Hunter Henry is. I mean, he has Allen and... He does have Keenan Allen, but you have to keep it in consideration. Keenan Allen's a free agent next year, too. So, uh, is it time to move on from Keenan Allen and draft somebody that can pair alongside him for this year? Or is it time to just... That's what what a lot of people have been saying so far. But Hunter Henry's gone. I say tight end. I say they could could try to sign a tight end just to, to like, Mm -hmm. you know... Just to give Herbert another weapon. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I say they could let – so Hunter Henry's gone. Melvin Ingram, I say they let him go. Mike Pouncey, free agent, I say let him go. He's old. I say in free agency, there are a lot of good names. There's Corey Lindsley, who you're probably <laughs> hoping they don't get because you want him resigned. I do still, but <laughs> we doubt like... that. <laughs> Even Kevin Zeitler, although he's aging yeah, he's, a little he's, bit. He's aging, uh... but he, he's still – all these people, are they're still decent alignment, so – just because yeah, exactly. Different. Joe Dunny yeah. too. Although I don't know if he's gonna get signed to the Patriots again. Exactly. But if they were to get but him and get two nice interior linemen, that's a nice start. Yeah, that would be very good for them. And in the and on defense, because Melvin Ingram is walking. I mean, he he was not yeah, his was usual not. dominant self that he was a couple years back. But I say, you know, in the draft they could go replace him with like a quitty pay. Or a Gregory Rousseau, if he falls to them at 13, I say those are good picks for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of, it's not just people, it's not just three people blocking Bolsa and then no one else. No, that way you have two people who could get pressure on the quarterback 
instead of because once you get pressure, you already know it sets up. It makes everything else completely easy. So I say you, if Quiddy Pay or Gregory Rousseau drop to you, I say you just you take exactly. them. Exactly. Or you can address the O line if you don't get what you want in free agency. You could get the O line in free agency by drafting maybe a Rashawn Slater or. If this is not too high for him, a Wyatt Davis. Yeah, but it's the thirteen. If it's the thirteen pick of the draft. At the end of the day, if like a Jalen Waddle somehow falls to them and ends up in, I, I see them struggling not to take him. One because, um, they lost Hunter Henry. They need more options. Even though Waddle is not a tight end, obviously he's a receiver. Mm-hmm. It's like that receiving core will be so like that will be one of the best receiving cores because they will have three star wide receivers. Yeah. And then maybe if Keenan Allen is walking after the season, depending on what you see from uh, Jalen Waddle, it's like, okay, I like this. I have no problem with this. So it just depends. They have a lot of cap room. They could make some nice moves. They could be, I don't want to say right there with KC, but they could be. Potential. They could be somewhere. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Chargers make the playoffs in the next two to three years. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wouldn't say say they have a chance to win the division yet. But I would say they have a chance to, mm-hmm. to playoffs for sure. Division, I don't yeah. not yet. Because remember, they're they're not that short off of a playoff team. They were on the they were on the playoffs two years ago with the uh, Philip exactly. Rivers. Philip Rivers, the goal. <laughs> <laughs> He's retired now. Great career. Okay, moving on to the next team in that division. Now, now we could talk about. I always say Oakland. I'm really sorry. Now we could talk about Las Vegas. Las Vegas, baby. Taking all my money these past two weeks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, they have decent cap room to free agency. Let's see. Um, I think Lamarcus Joyner, like he was so good in his prime, like, but now he's not really talked about anymore. Richie Incognito, I mean he's like 40 years old. Like, I don't know. Like that's kind of. I don't think I think you let him go, even though you just let go of uh Trent Brown. You just trade. I don't know. Trent Brown is a good tackle. Well, I always saw him as a good tackle. Like, I didn't think he was. I didn't think there was anything wrong with him. But I say maybe you know they have Trent Trent Brown. I I sure they traded Trent Brown. Yeah, to the Patriots. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so they they need to fix that because uh Incognito's old. Probably gonna let him walk. Trent Brown is gone. You know, free agency. There's Joe Tony, Villanueva. I don't think they splashed the cash on Trent Brown because Trent Brown is, I don't know. I don't know. But, well, to be honest, Villanueva is also old, but he's not worth as much as Trent Brown. And I feel like he's also a decent tackle. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm a Steelers fan and I see it that, no. But I think I think he's a decent player. He's a decent lineman. Um, he's not yeah. going to be as expensive as a... Trent Williams, who's probably not going to be on your team for long. So I, that's why I said the Chiefs, because Chiefs, Chiefs might win with him on the roster, so it'll be worth it. But if you get Trent Williams right now, there's really no point. It's just a waste of cash space. So I'll say try to address that. Try to try to their linebacking core, the, especially also their outside backers, because you see teams like the Chiefs with Chris Jones and Frank Clark and just getting after mm-hmm. people. You see the Broncos with Nick Chubb. And Von Miller's coming off both edges. You see Bosa and what was what was um Melvin Ingram. All those teams have two two premier guys who are always that's just how their division is. And the Raiders is the one team that's like I mean, we have decent but they don't really have household names, you know. 
So I say they yeah. need cap space. They could make a crazy deal. Maybe not too crazy. I don't know if John Gruden is a splash of cash type of guy, but they could make crazy deals. They could, I don't know. There's Shaq Barrett in free agency. I don't know if I don't know if he lands there, but I mean it's possible. But I say no. They go for more of a Matt Judon or a Bud Dupree if the Steelers don't resign him, which we probably should. But you know, someone who could also be alongside of. Well, they don't really have a household name. <laughs> they don't really have a household, really name. Have a household name to be alongside. Only, only person I know on that defense, but besides anybody in the secondary, is Max Crosby. That's it. I was going to say Max Crosby, but he's not a household name, which is why I didn't. But he, he's developing. He's developing. You know, put someone along. He's developing. Stuff. Maybe Matt Judon, Bud Dupree. You know, just bulk up your defense a little bit. And the middle linebacking core, too. They could get, like, maybe a Kwan Alexander, who's a free agency. Or they could hit mm-hmm. the draft and just because their whole D line and linebacking core, their secondary is, is okay. It's not the best, it's not the worst, but their D line and linebacking core yeah. could use some beef. It could use some bulk. Their offense, their offense is talented. They can move the ball. They could do their job. Running game is crazy. I say their D line and linebacking core is where they take the biggest hit. You know, so in the draft, if Quiddy Pay falls to them, like I said, I don't, I don't think Gregory Soul falls to them. Maybe if teams say. I didn't see him this season because he opted out and he drops or he didn't get to play, so he dropped. But uh, could he pay if he drops, if he drops into the lap? Um, Christian Barmore, too. I mean, like, this might be high for him. They have pick 17, but he had a great championship game and he showed he showed his Mamba mentality on full blast. He was, he was ready. He was causing disruptions. And I'm an Ohio State fan. It was painful to see, but that's the truth. He had a great game. You know, he was the mm-hmm. defensive player of the game. So, I don't know. If if you want to call this a reach, say what you might, bro. I think this could be a spot for him. And if they don't address the um the offensive line in free agency, you know, they could possibly try to get a Rashawn Slater or a Wyatt Davis. It's not too far from the, from the Chargers pick. Yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. Now, Denver. <clears throat> Final team in this division. <laughs> the <laughs> Denver Broncos. I have so many friends that are Denver fans. So yeah, I really don't know why they still like that. Team. So many. And I just I don't know, man. French fr- franchise quarterback in the second round? <laughs> <laughs> Drew Locke is not it, but I don't I don't even think I don't even think he has to be it. If they if they have a game if they have a team surrounded by him he could just because their receiving core is good you know Sutton Judy Hamler could develop into a great into a great receiver or a decently good receiver I mean he's behind Sutton and Judy you don't necessarily have to be the best once you already have that mm-hmm. and then Noah Fant who I believe is a great young tight end and could become a household name in the future he's really good so their offense they have two running backs who I don't know it's um Philip Lindsay Melvin not Mel, is it Melvin Gray? Yeah. yeah, my fault. Yeah, I was about to say Melvin backs. Ingram, I was about to get confused. <laughs> yeah, they have two running backs who are pretty decent. They've had breakout seasons. I don't know if they're playing at their best, but they're very good players. You know, they could that offense that offense could be great. They have a they have a good line O lineman too. It's not the worst in the league. They have people who could protect, people who could run block. So that quarterback though is what's holding back that offense. That quarterback. Yeah, I I would agree with you. 
I mean, the, with, the, with what you said about Oakland, I completely agree. Um, this one, yeah, same thing. I agree with you. It's a quarterback. I say it's a number nine pick. I say number nine pick. If Trey Lance isn't gone, you you have to put a trick. As much as you need a secondary, as much you can address the secondary. You can address the secondary in later on in the draft. I know this is your point, so I'm not gonna go into it. So I'm gonna let you just take <laughs> it over. But thanks, thanks, thanks. You have the pick number nine. You need to address your cornerbacks. It's up to them. It's 50-50 with the quarterback. I mean, you might say, you Luxar guy, Luxar guy, you know, whatever. And then I pick number nine, if someone like a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance drops to them, it's like, uh, do we really want to pass on this for a cornerback and put our trust in Drew Locke? Cause I- exactly. It's one of those situations. If they fall to them, you can't pass on that. Man. Exactly. You can't. So as much as you need a corner, you can't pass up on the future. You, you QB, exactly. They, that could be your future franchise for the next, you know, 15, 20 years if possible. So I say free agency. They have a lot of cast base and I know they could easily pick up his club option, but live on. Uh, I think I think it would yeah, it would eat too much of the cash. Don't they have like don't they have like thirty two million cash? Yeah, they have exactly I, about thirty two million. I, I, I don't know I don't know if that's um after they, they picked up the franchise tag for Justin Simmons again. Yeah. Or before, but and you're paying a safety that it, much money? It, even if, even if it is after and before, I wouldn't pick up that twenty million dollar club option. No way. Yeah, it, it's time to let Von Miller walk. 20, 20 mil is a lot, man. And especially the, the the situation they're they're in with the cap, it's like you have to start as the owner or the the, the GM. You have to start thinking about well, what's best for the team. And as much as I want to see Von Miller still playing Denver, and that uh, him and Bradley Chubb one two punch, it's like twenty mil and twenty mil to pay for a pass rusher. And and remember the salary cap. It's only gonna keep getting smaller and smaller yeah. if, if they still COVID. have the COVID situation. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's supposed to get bigger next year, but with COVID and everything, we know it's we don't know nothing certain, right? Yeah. There's a whole lot of uncertainties. So with everything being uncertain, I I wouldn't feel comfortable picking up the twenty exactly. mil if I was them. But so I say I say you could let Von Miller walk, pick up a cheaper option in free agency, maybe Matt Judon, like I said, Bud Dupree. They're all. They're all viable options, you know. Maybe even a younger guy, bring uh, Yannick Ngakwe. You know, he's he's not necessarily obviously not Von Miller type talent. He's not necessarily the best, but I mean, he's a role playing guy. He could fill that role for the time being. Address that in free agency if you don't bring in a Bud Dupree or Matt Judon, or maybe even a Jadavian Clowney. But I don't see them going that route. He wouldn't even fit into their three four defense, and Clowney ever since he left. Um, Seattle hasn't really been hasn't really been performing to the quality he's supposed to be. He's probably just going to go to the team that offers him the most money. That's how I see it. Um, their D line also needs help. Maybe, maybe um, maybe a Solomon Thomas. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they. they, uh, they I mean, he's, he's not help. horrible. He nah, could still. Nah. He, he's not really a, a sack type, and he's yeah. like a. Again, like a like a uh, pressure and like a quarterback yeah, drop back type. Exactly, because they need people to stop the run, get pressures from the middle. You know, that way there's less yeah, pressure yeah. off of the people Bradley Chubb and whoever else it might be coming off the edge. Uh, that's true. If they want to get some. Uh, I mean, this is another free agent in mind. If they really wanted to get like like a nice run stuffer, why not go out? Why not try to go after Sheldon Rankins? 
He's getting up there in age. He can probably pick him up for probably half of Von Miller's salary. Yeah, exactly. And he's a run stuffer, literally. A run stuffer, and he can pass rush. Cheap option to Von Miller. The only thing is you're just going to be rushing up from the middle. But to be honest, most quarterbacks most quarterbacks um find it harder to, to like maneuver around in the pocket or to like get the ball up when the pressure is coming up yeah. from the tackles instead of the ends. It, it, if it comes from the ends, it's just easier for them to step up or step around. If it's coming from the DTs, it's, it's like harder. It's right in your face. I've literally it's right in your face. I've literally seen defensive tackles push the center right into the QB because he can't do anything about it. Especially if you exactly. have good pressure from the edge, he's not going to be able to escape the pocket because he's going to be contained. And you just give him a nice ball rush from the middle, that's over mm-hmm. with. So I also Literally. say they have to address their their middle linebacker because they have great outside linebackers. They're known for that. I don't know, maybe a Kawan Alexander could come and possibly fit into that type of system. I don't know. So to Denver, I think I it's a move I would like to see happen for them, but I don't know if he would yeah. be the best fit, but he's a solid player. He could probably adapt to different type of defenses. I mean, if you've played, if you played for a solid, if you've played for a solid defensive unit, come on, like, yeah, you, come on, for real. You you you, like, you you know you know how it is. Like for look at look at Fred Warner for example. Hey, we well, don't even have to say anything. One of the best, trust me. We didn't have to say anything. So with well, number ninth pick, you could address your cornerback. Obviously, there's Patrick Sertain, Caleb Farley. They, you know how we said Miami has the first pick of all the receiving talent? I feel like they, yeah. because of the other teams and the way they're leaning, I say Denver has the first pick of the, all the cornerback secondary. Talents, the secondary, exactly. So they have Patrick Sertain, Caleb Farley, just J.C. Horn, which they're probably not going to pick. It just depends on which one of them they prefer better. But if uh, Justin Fields or Trey Lance drops in, into them, I don't see Zach Wilson dropping. Um, if Justin, nah, I don't see Zach Wilson dropping If, if Justin Fields or Trey Lance drops to them, they could definitely, they should definitely hop on hop on that because that would give the offense they push the, the, they need to go to that next level because they have talents everywhere around the quarterback except mm-hmm. they just need to deal with the actual quarterback. Maybe Drew Luck might be the guy. He might have a great season, but so far it's not looking that way for me. Everyone has their own opinions, but that's not what I see. Or, you know, maybe maybe they're like, okay, screw you, Von Miller. We don't want you, Bud Dupree, Matt Judon. We have cap space. We're definitely not not signing Clowney or Shaq Barrett. Let's go draft Micah Parsons. In the and you see, I, I want to be upset with that. That, I really would not be. I would really be happy to see that. I'll say we don't need cornerbacks. If we do, we might take care of it in free agency. Who knows? We might even bring back AJ Boye for a couple of years. Let's go exactly. draft Michael Parson. We let we let Von Miller go. We still have a dom. We have someone who could grow and develop into be the dominant type player that Miller was. Maybe he might not be there, but he could be somewhat close to that. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. That's, that's possible. That, that's a move I'd like to see them make at number nine if they don't pick up Von Miller's option or replace him in free agency. Okay, uh, that wraps up the AFC West. I think, to give a recap, I think the Chiefs obviously have the edge in this division. The Chargers are on the rise if they make the right move. The Broncos, see, the Broncos haven't performed proper, but I think they're just, like like I said, a couple, a couple moves away on the D-line, the linebacking core. And yeah, the, the Broncos are a couple pieces away. 
And because they might not look like it, they might not perform like it, but at the end, they, if you put those pieces together and everyone does their jobs, they could. And the Raiders just need to stop having a list of 17 things. They need to fix that front line and the linebacking core behind it. I know they picked up some linebackers um, for this season and Curry Littleton and uh, – and I can't remember they picked up two decent linebackers, but it just hasn't been going um as well as they hoped. As well as they hoped. I'd say they bulk up that front four, get a dominant pass rush the same way every other team in your division has. Maybe not the Chargers because Melvin Ingram's not as dominant and he's gonna walk. But uh if you get a nice rush from the middle or from the edge, Chiefs have a dominant rush from the middle, it works for them. You know, I say fit into your division. You can do this. Hey, I could do this too. So, and especially with the way I didn't even bring this up with the way the Super Bowl went, the way they they rushed for and got to Mahomes almost every single play. I mean, I mean, huh, like the Broncos could do that with the talent they have. The Chargers, if they make the right moves, they could definitely do that with the Chargers they have. And Raiders need to pick up on that too because that's the team in your division that you need to stop. You know how everyone always was scheming for Tom Brady and the Patriots, the Bills, mm-hmm. the. Well, his division is not that good. Let me not use that as an example. Let's say, let's say people scheming for the Packers in their division because they know they're dominant, or for, um, or for the Saints in their division just because of how dominant they are. I say, to, if you want to stop the Chiefs, that's your division. You know, you build your team to stop your division, then worry about stopping everyone else. I say, just bulk up that D line, and you should. Your offense as dominant as it is. Raiders, Raiders got into. So quite an amount of shootouts. I mean, they had a sh- they had a crazy game with the Jets, and the Jets had the second pick of the whole draft. So I say just bulk up that D line, you know, make your offense job easier. And yeah, yeah, I mean, for that well, for that division, you pretty touched you pretty much touched it all. So I agree with the I agree with most of the points. Uh, the only thing is um with the uh, with the Raiders is like. It, with the Raiders, it just seems like a a, a cycle that, that just repeats itself. Like every year, yeah. every year they're on the they're on the verge of making the playoffs, and then the last four games or the last like five games, it's just a meltdown, like complete meltdown. <laughs> like I, as you said, the shootout game with the Jets, like that shouldn't happen. And the, and the fact be, and the fact that the they beat the- Kansas City in Kansas City the same year, and then just further along, they got into shootout with the Jets. It's like. Something's not making sense. What's going on? Like, you just beat the defending Super Bowl champs, but you're in a shootout with the worst team in the league. So, <laughs> what's going on with that? But, nah, I agree with you, though. And the, the, you're done with that division, all right? Yeah, that's all pretty right. much it. All right, let's touch this AFC North now. One of the most <laughs> exciting divisions. <laughs> and um, division that contains your team. And because you're... It was, it, was, it was very hard for me to allow <laughs> you have this division, but... I didn't want no no being biased or anything, so you go ahead. Yeah, but um, I, I'm gonna start with Pittsburgh still just to get that one out. Um, as it stands right now, Pittsburgh has well, they're over the cap, not over, they're under the cap by five mil now. So that five, yeah, but, five mil that Big Ben gracefully gave us. Said, <laughs> hey, I don't want to take it. Under so the, please let that is give him some talent. Under the cap by five mil. Um, I don't know what much you can do with that unless you guys do more restructures. But as it stands, um, I, I would say your old line you, you could use some work on the old line. Um, with Pouncey retiring, uh, Villanueva likely gone. 
the, those are two star players on your own line. Everybody's getting that penalty for the 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 bad snap in the AFC in the jump AFC division again. The, the jump alley oop he threw. <laughs> the alley oop. <laughs> second second time I've seen him do that on live TV. Did it versus the Rams last <laughs> season. Luckily that game. Yeah, everybody's been getting at him. Um, Villanueva, he, it's nice tackle. Like that guy's a big part of your offense. Um, but with the cap situation, he's like he's likely gone still. So probably most likely. most likely I'll get paid somewhere else. But um. Now it pretty much stays true to what um all the analysis have been saying, all the mock drafts. Um, we we see you guys getting a, a tackle with the twenty fourth overall pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see uh somebody Najee. like um, especially Najee Harris. What's up with you, this running back? <laughs> no, I'm asking after. Uh, if, if they fall to you, uh, I would like to see Tevin Jenkins, um, Elijah Vera Tucker. I'd see, I see fall to you guys. Um, hey, I, I, maybe I think- Jay- what do you say? Maybe even Jalen Mayfield. Maybe even Jalen Mayfield. Who knows? But if that's uh, not too happy. If that's exactly if that's not too. I don't think Rashawn Slater will still be there. I think Rashawn Slater will be gone just a little earlier than your pick. But um, if you guys were somehow able able to clear some cap space to try to sign a tackle, as you said, Trent Williams would be the would be the best option mm-hmm. if he wants to go to a team that can compete. If it's just about the if it's just about the money for him, he'll sign elsewhere. And the same thing with Eric Fisher, if he wants to stay in the AFC and kind of get revenge on Kansas City for uh, cutting him, <laughs> he could also join Pittsburgh. That what a crazy scenario that would be <laughs> if, if he did that. But um, yeah, I just feel like you guys are trying to turn it around in a sense. Um, wait, they, uh, we forget cut Schwartz. Schwartz is a free agent. Yeah, I keep forgetting Shorts is a free agent too. I'd rather take Shorts <laughs> over Fisher. It's so crazy to me. Exactly. Um, although Big Ben only got sacked 13 times on the season, which is real good. But that's only because he had to release the ball within two seconds. Yeah, just about to say he that. had the fastest release in the league. Remember, he released the ball within about three, two, three seconds every play. Exactly. And I just feel like a lot so of the departures. A lot of that is the play calling and less on the O line. Mm-hmm. And we could definitely get at that O line for that putrid. I saw this dude using in good morning football. Putrid. That's my new favorite word when addressing Steelers run game. Putrid run game. Yeah, the, I was just about to say, and I wrote down two things, and I'll say the run game. You guys have to establish a run game. I mean, everybody everybody knows you guys could turn into like the Packers and address and address your, your O-line. Your O-line needs in the second or third round. As long as you don't turn into the Seahawks and get it in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. You'll be good. <laughs> you, you could... And then have your quarterback <laughs> wanting to leave. What a situation that is. Oh, my gosh. This free agency is going to be a wild one. Um, yeah, you could, you could even get – if not, and here's the thing. If Harris, if Najee Harris or Etienne are somehow available, I know one of them will be available because we know Miami at the 19th pick is going to take one of them. But if one of them is still there, like I prefer Najee Harris to still be there. But if not, I, I would say yeah. you, you could kind of wait on the tackle to the second round. And pick up that yeah. running back because James Conn. I'm sorry, James Conner's not getting it, not it. Benny's. I thought he was his first couple of years. So I'm not gonna lie, but he's he's, he's, he's not. He's not it. Shout out to him for, for inconsistency. Inconsistent, exactly. Um, your what's your your second string? Is it Benny Snow? Benny, Benny Snow, McFarland. Uh, I, I like Benny Snow. Benny, Benny Snow to stay the 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 second string. I would just say, yeah, yeah. Harris or Etienne, if available, I would leave the tackle to the second round and take them. But mm. if they're both gone, like hypothetically, if they're both gone, then take your tackle. It, and if, yeah. if if you could, but I mean, 
who knows? A lot of people on draft day, their their um decisions change, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if you went yeah. running back, O lineman, if you went somewhere on the defense. Like what what a day it would be if Zayvon Collins or Micah Parsons were still available at your pick. Like you know how much stress Ooh. you know how much stress your front office would be under. <laughs> Five minutes to decide, especially if we let, if we let Bud Dupree walk. Do you know how much stress you guys would be under? My gosh. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it with Pittsburgh. Old lineman, running back, and if you find a replacement, you don't really need a replacement for Bud Dupree because Mr. Defensive Player of the Year snub himself can do it all in, in, in less <laughs> games. <laughs> but yeah, that's for Pittsburgh. For Baltimore is kind of where it's kind of iffy, like. I, I would say Baltimore has a 27th draft pick this year. Uh, last year, their pass rush was ranked 24th in the league. It wasn't it wasn't that great. 24 out of, out of 32 Judon. teams. Judon left. Um, we all know where they we all know where they need to address it. Baltimore currently has 27 million cap space. Um, I, I would prefer Baltimore to get. Basham or Barmore if they're available because that's you can because mm-hmm. we all know Calais Campbell's getting old. You guys sign him for the veteran presence to, to kind of run stuff. Calais Campbell's mm-hmm. getting old. If Barmore is available, if Basham's available, take one of them. I the only reason I don't want them to get an edge is because I'd rather want I I'd want them to address the edge in free agency and address the interior rush in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I'd want. Yeah. So uh, Christian Barmore exactly. Or if they, I, I honestly don't want to see them get an edge, but if they were to get an edge, and um, and they wanted one, I'd say they could get Ronnie uh, Perkins. Get Ronnie Perkins, mm. but um, uh, I don't want to see them get a an edge. I feel like interior pressure is what they most need because them them like remember when they're playing um going up going into the new game against Tennessee, not the new game, the playoff game. My fault. Mm-hmm. The the talk about the yeah. game. Was can Baltimore stop the run? That was the whole talk about the game. Can they stop the run? And Baltimore did just that. They shut down Derrick Henry. But my thing is, Calais Campbell is getting old. You have um, I forget that guy's name. I might be going to try to remember. But Calais Campbell's getting old. Judon's gone. You had you had Ngakwe. Is your future in Ngakwe like for real? Like you're telling me your future is in Ngakwe? <laughs> like come on. He's he's, that's what I'm saying. Too. Jackson go cut him for a reason. It's time. It's time to kind <laughs> of shift. Like I would say, you're going into free agency. If you were to get Barmore or Basham, then I would say free agency. Uh, somebody who I really don't understand why he's not getting talked about as much, and he literally led that team in sacks is Trey Hendrickson. I really want to know why. Why nobody's mm-hmm. talking about Trey Hendrickson when he literally led the Saints in sacks? He's literally up there for the league in sacks. I just want to know, like, you can literally get Trey Hendrickson for cheap. Uh, he, he'll be a nice, cheap edge. You can play him at the edge. He, he, he showed us last year he can rush from the interior. He can rush from the edge. Yeah, he can He's probably, He was only getting 750K, 950K total with his incentives from the Saints. So he was getting under a mil. Now he's probably going to get paid, and now it's probably time for him to go to a contender. We know what just happened with the Saints with Drew Brees announcing his retirement. Nice, very good career, actually. So we, we know the direction the Saints are heading in now. They have greatest. to kind of find a if not the exactly greatest. if not the greatest. They have to kind of find a replacement for Breeze. And who knows how long that 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 could take, right? So Trey Hendrickson, if he wants to go to contender, a, a team where where they can really use him and and understand his value, because you know a lot of teams 
They sign pat they sign players mm-hmm. just because they can, right? They don't really understand their value. Yeah. So I think that understand his value, I'd say, yeah, Baltimore. Um Shaft Barrett I'd like to see uh, and if not another Saints player, Sheldon Rankins, a good run stuffer. But um mm. yeah, that's that. Uh on to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns Wait, speaking of Drew Brees, you just talked about him retired. He had arguably one of the best carries as a quarterback. Um, not in terms of of success, obviously, but in terms of what he's accomplished. And he announced his retirement today. I mean, although we're kind of yeah, expecting we're expecting it. it. I heard he signed some broadcasting deal during the year or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way it all the way it all happened and everything. How do you think? How do you feel about it? Even though we expected, um. One, I'm I'm happy, I'm happy for him. But um, coming from a Saints perspective, you you have to be grateful that they had Drew Brees for as long as you did. Like, although they only had they had one Super yeah. Bowl to show for it, you have to be grateful. Drew Brees, what was it like? First and pass, was it passing touchdown or yards? I think I think it was yards. Yards. So I think it was second all time passing touchdown. Yeah, like Drew Brees was one of those quarterbacks that was just. Insane, like it, some of the things he used to do in the game was just ridiculous. And I know Michael, I, I know Michael, even when he's old, he's exactly. I know Michael too. Thomas is gonna miss him. Michael Thomas is gonna for miss sure. him, but um, <laughs> I mean, hey, with Drew Brees gone, it, it does kind of free up cast space for New Orleans. So, New Orleans, New Orleans fans, whoever if you're a New Orleans fan, you listen to this, although Drew Brees is gone. You guys kind of have to celebrate because now you guys actually have some cap space. He kind of, he kind of released some cap space. They've been like fifty million over. They've been over the cap space space for like four years in a row now. (laughs) It's been ridiculous. Well, now, now they've been now they're over the cap space. I mean, they're still over, but I mean, Drew Brees kind of relieved some of it, and with some of the cuts that are coming, uh, Saints fan, you have to be happy. Like at least now, you know. A quarterback, like a good quarterback's in the future. And I know most of them probably weren't watching any any uh, quarterbacks from um, the college football season, if anything. But I've, I've heard a lot of mock drafts that Mac, Mac Jones is going to go in the first round. So Saints could be looking for a franchise mm-hmm. quarterback. If Mac Jones falls to them, you might have to put a trigger on him instead of that safety. But who knows, man? What about you, though? <laughs> what do you think? How do you feel about it? I feel like... Um... It was the right move for him. He was getting old. He was giving it everything he got. So him retiring, it was expected. But for it to finally happen, it's like, wow, no more Drew Brees. So you just have to look back, reflect, and what he was able to accomplish in his career was great, especially coming to the league undersized, undervalued, um, passed on because of some shoulder injuries. And on top of all of that, to be able to accomplish what he was able to was, was great. So... Moving on for the Saints, I guess maybe Mac Jones. He's he seems like the best fit. Like out of all the talent, he seems like the best fit for there, for the way Drew Brees used to run the offense. Quick decision making. I like what we do. We do the NFC stuff. I wanted I wanted to get into it, but I have to, <laughs> I have to just cut it short. So we do the NFC episode. Um, yeah, back to what I was saying. The Cleveland Browns. Um, this one is fairly easy. We know they have a pass rush. We know they have some decent linebackers. Um, it comes down to the secondary. Twenty twenty. 26 ranked secondary. Um, Denzel Ward was injured for half of it, so it's kind of understandable. Um, draft, free agency. I'll give you two options from the draft. You can get Greg Newsom the second from T, uh, TCU, 
Lockdown man to man corner. Mm-hmm. You can get Ifetu Melifanu again. Another lockdown man to man corner from Syracuse. Um, both young guys you can get from the draft that I feel like you can just go and put in to your to your uh, secondary. He's just like one of those guys like Greedy Williams. Um, free agency. Uh, another young option, William Jackson the third. I know a lot of people would be surprised to hear that, but William Jackson the third actually really stepped on him. He's a really he's a good enough cornerback for people to start putting some respect on his name and. Yeah, he exactly, and if you wanted a veteran presence at the cornerback position, I have two options. You can, one, bring in Richard Sherman, or two, you can bring in Patrick Peterson. I'm not saying they have to be giant deals. They could just be like one-year deals. I'm pretty sure, but to get Richard Sherman on a one-year deal will be probably difficult because, again, wherever Salah goes, Richard Sherman has to be tied along there, so he's already been linked to that, so I mean, that's <laughs> option to be Patrick Peterson, but Patrick Peterson will, will literally perform out because he won't be like old Patrick Peterson, but he'll be good enough to put it out on the outside, not the slot, though, on the outside. So Cleveland Browns, I'd say the secondary. You can get William Jackson the third or Patrick Peterson, maybe even uh, Richard Sherman. Um, in the draft, you can get Greg Newsom the second or Efetu Malafanu. You, need, you just need somebody to pair up with Denzel Ward in the back, on the back end. And uh, lastly in this division, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Um, this one is just again. It's just like um the Jets. Like you, they need okay. Thirtieth ranked pass rush, twenty ninth ranked O line. What can you do about that man? It's like don't hate on Gino. Get that boy out of there. Get him out. He's eating so much cap unnecessarily. <laughs> like. Like, I knew that was coming. That's it's a good thing Dunlap up. left. Dunlap was eating so much cap, bro. 14 mil a year? That's what? It's a good thing he left. And now uh, Atkins gone. They're not even going to talk about that contract. That's ridiculous. That's just out of hand. Um, Again, the O-line, the Bengals, we already know. We've seen it in mock drafts. They're going to get so well. They obviously need a franchise tackle to protect this quarterback if they want him to live. Or they want to keep just carrying ACLs year after year. So yeah, Penny Sewell, great option. Take him at number five for sure if he's available. Um, but the question is, if not, what do you do from there? Uh, I say I don't know if it's too early to take a pass rusher. Um, it might be number five picks. It's early to take a pass rush. If not, I would say take Pitts and then adjust pass rush later on in the draft. But so is my number one option at the fifth pick. If Sewell is gone, take Pitts. Mm. Um, and if Pitts is Pitts is Pitts won't be gone though. So those are my two options. Um it they, they, they might even they might even take another uh, receiver. Well seeing that AJ Green, Green is know. gone, but uh, I have I, I don't see Cincinnati coming out of yeah. being like Philadelphia though. Philadelphia is known for that. <laughs> um I, I would love to see them if not. Um, if they don't want to like um pick at number five, I'd like to see them trade back and get more draft capital. Um, yeah, and maybe draft Rashawn exactly. Slater because they might if that's it. Exactly. Um, um, they could always and again with the pass rush, they could also they could also resign Carl Lawson because he's a free agent, or they could try to pursue. I mean, Carl Carl Lawson's okay. He's mm-hmm. good enough for them, but. I don't know. The Bengals just need a full, a, a full like rebuild, and I mean, it's not, it's not going to start in one year. It's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a long process. But yeah, this sure. is just one step. 
You either you either draft O line, you can either take Sewell, Pitts, or if you trade back and you realize you don't want O line, you'll address it some somehow somewhere else or at pre agency or something undrafted or something. Then you have to work on that pass rush because thirtieth thirtieth ranked pass rush and twenty ninth ranked O line are not gonna get you to the playoffs. Definitely not. Both sides of the the ball for sure. That's pretty much it for the Bengals. So who do you think has the up hand in this division moving forward and maybe after free agency and draft? Um, Moving forward, it could come come as a shock, but I honestly feel like Cleveland Browns have the hand in this division. Um, after After what we saw out of Baker... This season, we kind of saw what we wanted to see a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. You know, like, well, what he was expected to just come in and be, you know? But, but of course, of course, every yeah. young quarterback is going to take their steps to get there, right? So, everybody takes their time to just settle in and get used to it. So, I feel like Cleveland in the, in the next couple of years will be the better team in this division. Um, Miles Gess, just a machine out there. If they just keep getting some pass rushers and a, and a nice secondary, like, uh, bro, it's it's literally going to be tough to beat these guys twice a year, like, let alone once. So I'm telling you, Cleveland has it. And, I mean, if I was to go next, I would say if Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is, like, um, Ben's backup, I'm not talking Dwayne Haskins, like an actual backup, then uh, I'd say Pittsburgh, too. And then – Yeah. Not, not even the backup. Yeah, just, sorry, a not, not a back, succession plan. plan. Yeah, then I'd say Baltimore, three. Yeah. I, I'd, like to say, I'd like to put Baltimore higher, but – if we're just being realistic, um, I'm surprised. Surprised even stress the need for a jump bar receiver. Yeah, like more that, than, you know. Uh, let's see Baltimore, but I just feel like Baltimore's too. At, at the moment, they're too committed to offense in this to to in the offense that, like the run game to to for them to really be like the balanced team that they should be. Yeah. So, I see Baltimore. I see Baltimore still making yeah, the playoffs, I but I don't, I don't see them winning the division. For sure, but to get that next step, they need someone who can go up and get it. Lamar is not always going to be 100% pinpoint accurate. We know that. He can throw the football, but he's not necessarily your Aaron Rodgers pinpoint accuracy every time. You need someone who, if he puts it in the vicinity, go exactly. up and mask that defender. I think Kenny Gallagher exactly. is good for them with that. But, uh, I, mean, I mean, Baltimore can keep running the ball. I mean, as long as he's putting points up on the board and moving the chains. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's going to Still, just because of how versatile the exactly. running is, how creative it is. I, I just feel like that pass like, rush. I mean, not oh. the pass rush. Yeah, the, the, the pass rush. The old oh. line, not the old line, the D line. Sorry, I just feel like that's their biggest weakness. Because man, when I tell you, when I tell you, teams are running all over yeah. that. Bro, I mean, they they started to figure it out closer <laughs> to the end, but I mean, still like it. It, it still that's needs to be worked on. So I would say that, and then receiver, receiver number two. But everybody kind of addresses receiver in the draft, either in the late round, but. Who knows? Like you can get a, a seventh round receiver, and they could turn out to be a nice receiver. So that's the thing with receiver. Yeah, because you don't as as that's that's also the other thing. As a team like Baltimore, with the way your scheme is, do you really want to spend that much money on world class receiver? That's what that's what people have to think about too. So it's like, yeah, you could go get that receiver. You know, give Lamar another option. You know, the jump ball kind of guy in case the pass might not be where it is. But do you really want to spend um cap hit on someone? to just jump and get the ball yeah, like, yeah. in case it's inaccurate when your run game is working for you. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, last division, boy. Let's clock this out. Fourth quarter time. Whew. 
fourth quarter, fam. It's time to amp shit up. Okay. AFC South. Starting in the South, I would like to start with Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Let's go. Okay, so we have the number one and the 25th pick of the draft. So the number one, I think um you go um you know that um tight end out of out of Florida State because you lose your you're losing um Tyler Eifert in free agency. You know, nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> you're being serious. Go draft the best. It's like me, a tight end out of Florida State. You really want that seventh round talent? Go draft. <laughs> Go draft the best player in the league. In the draft, oh. go draft the best. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'll just separate. This one gets contradicting, though. That, that... Don't, don't. If you tell me. Literally, you like. Person, I'm, leaving. I'm, I'm telling you, fam. The comparison between these guys is. It, it, it's just that Zach Wilson went to BYU and Thing went to Clemson. So, Zach Wilson's not really being part of, talked of. Yes, but at the end of the day. I, I do I do see why you say that though because the talent that Zach Wilson shows he that's shows what I, mean. I was just about to ask you the question do you think whose ceiling do you think is higher I was just about to say that yeah he, he shows that type of Mahomes Aaron Rodgers with the type of throws he's able to make he doesn't even necessarily have to be both feet planted perfectly to be accurate on the throws kind of mm-hmm. like his arm does most of the work you know shifting his body to make throws on the run on the move on his back foot you know different type of stuff but to be honest Jags. You have the first pick. You have your guy. You don't want to go and pass on Trevor Lawrence because this guy has a ceiling, and he might not even manage it well, and he ends up just becoming maybe a bust. I don't think he will, though. But, you know, just get the guy. Get Trevor. Get that mm-hmm. out of the way. Everyone knows it's coming. And then moving on, focusing on your defense. Your secondary is you're making your – how do I say this? Your secondary is okay. I mean, they're making moves to address that. Like last year, they drafted Henderson, and he's he. I believe he had a, a decent year. He was a good corner. I say, you know, free agency. There's some names. Draft Desmond. I said draft. Um, sign maybe like Desmond King, if you can. Your tight end position, like I said, mm-hmm. Tyler Eifert is in free agency. I say you could let him walk, and then be like, hey, we have a quarterback. We have like DJ Chark. We have Lavisca Chenault. We have. We have we have pretty good people. Let's get him a for sure fire name. And I say you you have a lot of cap space. I say you break the bank, not necessarily break the bank. Like oh my gosh, Sando, why would you? No, I say you put the money you need together and sign Hunter Henry. Give him a sure a safety valve, kind of like um. Obviously, he's not as good as Travis Kelsey is, but kind of like what mm-hmm. Holmes has in Kelsey. You know, he has DJ Chark, who's pretty explosive who's pretty explosive on the outside with Chanel doing his own thing. And then you have Hunter Henry, who would probably be like maybe his number one option, depending on the play call. So I say you address that tight end, you know, your offense should be moving. You had a rookie running back who had a great season too. Um, You went out and traded for a tackle from Tennessee. You have, you have a decent tackle on the other side to pair up with them. So I say on offense, that tight end, you're already getting your quarterback. And on defense, like I said, just the cornerback because their linebacking core is 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 almost amazing. I mean, Miles Jack, Joe Schobert, those two pair them up. It's 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 good to watch. You have a young guy in Chase on. You have you have lots of people that I say. I do think they should go and get like a premier edge rusher. Like I said, they have the cap space. Imagine they bring in Hunter Henry. If they don't even get Hunter Henry, maybe a Robert Tunyon. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then imagine on the other side of the ball, they bring in Shaq Barrett, say, hey, okay, we have money, we have a good quarterback, we have a developing team, let's add this premier pass rusher, let him come here, retire, mm-hmm. let him come here, play for us a couple of years, not a couple of years, play for us for the rest of his career, maybe, you know, be a dominant presence of the edge while he's in his prime. And then, like I said, you sign like a Desmond King, Hunter Henry, they could make a lot of moves that could fix it up, that could you know, tie loose ends. I'm not going to say they're going to go from 1-15 and 15 to, like, Yeah, it's, to it's the same thing with the Bengals. It's, gonna, it's a process, year, but, but, I mean, you have to take it step by step. Yeah, it's going to take time, but I feel like if they make the they right cut it in now, half, because this can is literally one of the craziest free agencies, and this is one of, yeah, and this is one of the most talented draft class, you know, that there is, I say, you know, cut it in half, use the next year, develop, see how your team goes, and I say... So they address tight end, they address cornerback, they hopefully sign like a Shaq Barrett because they have the cap space to do so. They don't need to go for like a Bud Dupree or anything. You have that money, you need that position, go sign Shaq Barrett. Even though edge is not necessarily their biggest need, I feel like it would help amp up mm-hmm. amp up their defense, you know, get a cornerback to put beside Henderson, especially if they let them they let Sidney Jones mm-hmm. walk. You know what I'm saying? So I say in the draft with the 25th pick, they could get like a Christian Barmo if you foster them, someone who could put pressure from the interior too. So they have a lot of cast base. They have the first overall pick, a lot of things they could possibly yeah, do here. Yeah, for sure. Future, you know? future so in Jacksonville is great. It's up to them. To... Yeah. It's looking great. Okay. So in the... Indianapolis... In the... M- Mr. Pick a person when just as you can. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go through this quick. So, Colts need yeah, that's for sure. Offensive tackle, a wide receiver, and maybe a key piece in secondary. Their safe, their safeties are really good. Maybe one more corner. Their linebacking core is good. Their Front four is, is pretty good too. I say they re-sign Malik Hooker. Don't let him go. I say you could let Xavier Rhodes Xavier Rhodes walk. You could sign. Yeah, I say you could sign the corner in free agency. Although Xavier Rhodes is kind of like that veteran presence, but he's not necessarily like top tier yeah. even for that too. So I say you could let I don't know Brissett is iffy because he might want a bigger contract, and I don't think he might want to go there to be a backup because he's shown he's Sorry, shown exactly. that he could start for an NFL team. So I think he's gonna go Zach Pascal. I don't know. I don't really like what I'm what I saw this last year. Trey Burton is also in free. He's also about to be a free agency. Maybe let him go. I don't know. From free agency, I say address most importantly a receiver because yeah, T.Y. Hilton's a big – he's a big wide receiver. Because like, you, have you had him. Receiver for but, squad. I mean, it's also a good thing they did pick up. It's a good thing they yeah, picked exactly. up Junior, though. Leaving. Yeah, exactly. And I say now he's leaving, I say you replace that instantly. You don't necessarily need a Kenny Galladay. You need – you just need someone who's really – you need. You do need someone who's good. So, that way, that wide receiver, we don't really need one. That mentality sticks to your team. I say Juju Smith-Schuster is mm-hmm. a free agency. He's, he's a good player. Um, as much as it pains me to say this, but yeah, he's in free agency. You might as well go get him. There's Curtis Samuel. So many, so many Fuller, wide receivers. This you know, year. so you could just get an instant. Exactly, get an instant replacement with him. I say cornerbacks. You know, I I'm kind of iffy about this, but 
Chido Bear mm-hmm. Wizier from the Dallas Cowboys. You know, just you could add him, put him in your secondary kind of, you know, an extra exactly. kind of for depth because your secondary. Uh, yeah, is I would take good. a, a Wizier for depth. I like their defense a lot. Just like a depth type corner, like in case of. In case of an yeah, injury like or, or a COVID thing there, for two weeks when they're out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Put him in there, see what he could do. And then in the draft, I, I don't know. I never had they, – although they have decent cast rates, I never had them addressing the tackles and all linemen in, uh, in free agency. I had them – yeah, I had them addressing it in the draft. So I was like maybe Jalen – I was like Jalen Mayfield if he falls to them. Um, Slater's maybe not even going to fall to them. I was going to say yeah, Christian Derrissaw, but he's – that might be a bit of a reach. Yeah, for I don't know. So, don't a, lot, know. a lot of – they have a lot of tackles going this year. A lot of O-linemen specifically, you know right? Let me not just uh, say it all off the tackles, but a lot of O-linemen going this year and all the rounds. So, yeah. there, there's going to be a lot of O-linemen available if you don't want to address it in the first round. Just don't – as long as they're not like Seattle in the five, six, yeah. or seventh round. To try to find franchise protectors, like <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. It all depends on um when exactly because a, a lot of teams will change, will change their uh, their draft not. board as as the weeks come closer, as the draft comes closer. So mm-hmm. who knows? Okay, Tennessee, Tennessee. They have decent, you know, kind of need an edge D lineman to kind of replace Clowney, who you should definitely walk and let walk in free agency. Maybe add one more cornerback. Um, a lot of people have been saying Corey Davis exactly because Corey Davis is because Corey Davis is a free agency, and they already have a great receiver in, um, in AJ Brown. So what I think is, I think you you resign Corey Davis. I mean, he's not he's a he's a decent talent. You don't necessarily need a star number two beside AJ Brown because why waste the cap room on that when your play style is Derrick Henry? When that's how you are, you pound the run, power power run game. You know that's how you eat up most of your yards. The only time you're really passing the ball is off play action because of that run game. So I don't. Think it's smart to be to go splash some cash on some next receiver. I say even if you do let Corey Davis walk, you could sign someone who would not necessarily be like a very expensive option, like maybe like Curtis Samuel. I feel like I also feel like he. Will, yeah, and I feel like Curtis Samuel is a nice cheap option offense. for some of these teams. Probably like a. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not really the cheapest, but he's not like your Will exactly. Fuller, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay. You know. Yeah, uh, even like if you're designed nice to like there. a four year twenty six um, million dollar deal, catch him at like six point five each year. So it's pretty yeah, cheap exactly. still for for a guy his talent, bro. For sure. Yeah. I also see them letting Malcolm Butler walk, Adam Humphreys walk, and I see my hey Malcolm Butler left. I see I see my grave last type of guy to say, Hey, we lost we're letting this guy walk. He's kind of old. I say, hey, let's replace him with a veteran corner. I just feel like that's the type of guy he will be. You know, maybe Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, someone with that energy. As old as they are, they, they have, have that, that dog mentality. They have that, push. they have that, that, yeah, that dog mentality. You know, I'm old, but hey, I, I can I, still I can ball for real. you guys. I can still do my own thing. Make sure the best we can be. Exactly. I just want to come here and ball. So I say, 
he could sign maybe that type of veteran presence and cornerback. I also think they should resign. Yeah, for sure. I feel like he's a big he's a big sure. part of that of that secondary. Because Malcolm Butler sure. is walking. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Malcolm Butler is walking. You know, keep Desmond King there while you can, and then pair up another veteran um, with him. Also, Vicaro, I feel like they should resign him too, just because personally, um. I I didn't really like him like that when I first started watching him, but the way he fits in that defense, especially um, last season, I noticed that when they got to the playoffs, the way he was able to Mm -hmm. handle Lamar Jackson when they faced off, like he was able to do a lot of things, kind of like he's a strong safety, but he's kind of like, you know, that type of Isaiah Simmons type of player. Like even if you put him at middle linebacker, like it won't be that much of a problem. He may not necessarily have the size for it, but I feel like he's a a versatile player. Like he, he he does his job. Like he may not be the best. A lot but of people think that, um, that defense, when, when it comes to this, is not just um to just label the defense or, or anything. A lot of people feel like oh they need star players for them to be able to do their job. Like damn, you can literally do undrafted. Yeah, exactly. get undrafted players, something. build them up into great players for them to just do their job. Literally, look what? at the Patriots. That's what they did for. You wouldn't think a team with um high towers, their best backer, and their like as good as he is, he's not like Patriots had okay talent at uh, various positions. He just hey, okay, I'm gonna bulk up my secondary. That's the only position. My secondary, my old line, that's the only position I'm gonna bulk up. And I'm gonna have literally to other just, positions who could you do can the be job. like undrafted and they'll just plug you in. Like, you see, like, yeah, that's exactly. the thing that people kind of have like a misconception about. Like you have to have like a like a Jair Alexander or like a JC Jackson or like Xavier Howard for for a corner to be able to get the job done. Like. You can, anybody can get a job, and it's just are they willing to put in the work? That's it. Are, exactly. Yeah, and are they are they fits to your scheme exactly, and your sure. type of culture you're trying to make? Okay, so also spoke about their need for edge and D linemen. That one I see them addressing in the draft simply because there's so much young talent there. So if Quiddy pay falls to them, no, I, 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 I feel know, like I feel like the best chance of uh, somebody Phillip. dropping to them at the edge would probably Come be um, a Russo if, if he drops. I feel like Phillips has gone early. Yeah, if he just because it's it's fifty fifty exactly. with all the players who did it who opted out because of COVID. We don't know for sure, but if we're using footage and tape on what we saw them do, I don't see him dropping. So I see maybe um yeah even Pay, even Basham, exactly maybe even a Christian Barnum. Yeah, and then I say if they don't um get um wide receiver and free agency, they could go like Terrence Marshall Jr. I mean, yeah, he's, he's probably going to drop to that he's not spot, a first so they could. It's just because there's so much D-linemen, edges, and O-linemen. Like, I feel like this draft class just has so many first-round ta- people that should be in the first round that are just going to be going like a second or third round. It's just because th- this draft class is just filled with so much talent. Yeah, just exactly. because the talent that is in So much show. talent. Like, bro, it's, it's crazy. The future is bright for the NFL, man. Yeah. Okay, to cop off two-minute two-minute drill. Left for last. Houston, we have a problem. What's her problem? No alignment. What's her problem? No secondary. What's her problem? No pass rush. What's her problem? (laughs) We have a lot of problems. We piss off the shot. How do we address it? Forget who they have forget who. Forget who they need to resign. <laughs> trade your quarterback. Trade him, man. Just trade him. Like, if Houston's smart, if Houston's smart, they're trading to a team in the top five. Him. If they're smart. That's as much 
as much as you don't want to hear it, that is literally all these issues you have. You have no draft picks. You have no talent at certain positions. People don't want to play for you. People are leaving. People don't like your culture. You're a losing team. You were you were in the playoffs. They beat the Bills in the playoffs last season until they went and lost to the Chiefs. Like, yeah, come yeah. on. Exactly. Look over and there. And now look at where you are. You you have no you have no assets. You have no draft capital. I say you trade the Sean Watson teams the are going to be especially draft are capital offer assets and picks. Yeah, exactly. Fuller is gone in free agency. Duke Johnson, let him walk. Let man, let Mark Ingram. I don't even think they have still. I think still do retired suspension. No, still still on suspension. But when when he does come back, he would be up there with Brandon Cooks. And I guess you have Bell's at tight end. I still don't. I don't, I still know, don't know if that's the move for you. <laughs> what I see, and, and it they need to address the their defense, too. and they have they have decent. Yeah, they have they have decent cap room though, so I could see them bulking up that D line. Exactly, because uh, look what's happening for Watson. Play for you. I see. To play there. It, I play, worse, they have no picks. Exactly, I see. Worse, they have no smart. picks. They're gonna literally mm-hmm. have to address their, their team needs in like later rounds because because they thought Laramie Tunsil was a franchise exactly. tackle. Like yeah, exactly. It's like you suck and you just have to stay sucking just because of the situation. Trade no, him. Like, what are you holding out to him for? He's a great value for talent. And as much, yeah, exactly. As much as you would like to see him on your team, let him go. That would help, especially with the amount of scenarios and offers that are popping up. I see with the 29 mil you have in cash. Yeah, if you let Watson go, if you let Watson the go, they get so much more cash. Like. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm going to get to. Address your D-line, address your linebacking core, address some pieces in your secondary. You trade Deshaun Watson, you have even more cap room. Especially, this is the the one thing I like. Especially, everyone's talking about the Tua-Watson trade swap. If that happens, you get Tua. So, you get a quarterback that you can develop, right? Watson's gone. Okay, we have a guy who can develop. Obviously, he's not Watson, but it's someone we can develop into our own style. We could mold him to fit what we want to do. You have Mark Ingram in secondary. That's okay. You have an okay O-line. Not the best. You could you could get some in in the draft because you would have exactly. both of Miami. Both of them. Miami would have so to give up both of them. Exactly. And guess what? You would have the third overall pick. You have Cooks and Steals when he comes back on the outside. Mark Ingram in the backfield. And the tight end position, you could have the one of the, the most versatile. You could have Kyle Pitts. Think about that. That would be weapons for you to help develop to a Tongo Vailoa with, with Mark Ingram in the backfield. I say you address the O-line with the mm-hmm. second pick that you would get from Miami. And everything else, Deshaun Watson trade is going to clear so much cap space that you could use to fix that defense. Replace TJ. Get a nice pass rusher. Get, like, there's so many things you uh, can I, do once you just I, let him walk out that door. It's hard. As hard as it is for you, as much hope as he brought to your franchise, this is the only hope for your franchise because he doesn't even want to play for you anymore. This opens so many doors. This almost puts you right back there because you fix up that defense, fix up that pass rush. Don't make the quarterback have to get into so many shootout games. There's talent around the quarterback on offense, and if you use the cap properly, there'll be talent around him on the defensive side of the ball. Bring back that winning culture. Make people want to play for you. Be the Houston you've been the past couple of years, aside from last season. I feel like that's just the best move for you, especially 
the reason I say that with um to Miami in general, of course, there's a lot of other deals that they could make with other teams, get some other talents. But I say that way, the Dolphins have the third overall pick. You don't have to join that scramble and be like, okay, which quarterback are we going to – no, you have someone you could trust and you could kind of develop, and you're able to go get talent around him on both sides of the ball. So I think that's the best move for Houston. Um, Obviously, in this division, the edge for me, it goes to the Colts. Mm-hmm. No. It goes to the Titans. Colts, I don't know. I still have to see from um I still have to see from Carson Wentz what I'm hoping I might see from him. But the Titans, the Jaguars, the Colts, they have our hope. Houston, you just need to be smart. I don't know exactly. what's going on in that franchise, but Houston, Houston, we have a problem and it really needs to be addressed exactly. with Deshaun Watson. So that that's what that wraps up the, the AFC. AFC. Um. Yeah, we literally touched on it all. I mean, I I agree with it. We discussed what what teams need to do going forward, how they can replace it, who they can replace that that position with. So, be like, yeah, we touched on everything in the AFC. Um, it's now Monday, Monday, March fifteenth. Free agency starts Wednesday the seventeenth. The RFA tender start date is now here. Teams can start uh, t- tendering contracts to their RFAs. They have two days to do so. Dang, free agency is two days away, man. We will try our best to put out the NF. I know, I've been waiting. Been waiting. I mean, this this is the new football. There's no more first down for it. This is football <laughs> this, this now. This is real who's football. Where, who's going where? Where I think there's a flag. That's a penalty. <laughs> he doesn't get to go there. You know what I'm saying? Holy. We'll try our best to put on NFC either Monday or Tuesday. We'll try to get it out before free agency starts. But um, with that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was another episode of the Rich Cast Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Later.